Good day. You are listening to a special interview series hosted by Free City Radio that is taking place in collaboration with a conference and concert in Montreal called Music and Anti-Fascism, Reflections on the Past and Possibilities in the Present. So this is an interview series that I'm hosting um, in collaboration with this conference. I'm Stefan Christophe and host Free City Radio. Uh, we, of course, are a weekly radio program and podcast. This interview series is basically conversations I've had with artists reflecting on their own creative practice, but also their relationship to activism. These interviews feature musicians who are joining a concert in July 2022 as part of this conference. And I wanted to take the opportunity to speak with artists about their practice, their work, and the intersections between their musical ideas and their musical practices and activism within this time of urgency when it comes to struggles for justice, when it comes to struggles against fascism internationally. It was great to get to record these interviews with an awesome set of artists here in the city in Montreal. We will now go to a conversation I had with musician, violinist, an awesome improviser, academic, Ari Swan. Ari plays in the Egyptian Cotton Orchestra that is presenting as part of the Music and Anti-Fascism concert. I got the chance to speak to Ari about her practice as an artist, about improvisation, about her place in the world of music, and it was really a pleasure to speak with Ari, and I'll let the conversation speak for itself. So here is my exchange with musician Ari Swan. We're in this park by St. Michel Metro. I'm with Ari Swan, musician, um, and many other awesome things. Um, we were talking about academia before, but we're in this park and there's bagpipes, <laughs> but we're talking about your music, not the bagpipes. and. Uh, your practice. Um, maybe if you could just um, introduce yourself. Um, you're on violin a lot. Um, you've had a solo practice and you also take the time to collaborate with a lot of artists in sort of a community context. Maybe if you could share a bit about your practice. And, yeah. and um, so I have been playing violin for nearly 30 years. Uh, so I'm classically trained, but have really, you know, like you said, I've done like a, a lot of different kind of music. Uh, I had a band that was like experimental pop stuff for a, a while. Uh, and then my cellist friend moved to Vancouver and it just like threw off the whole vibe. But also it was, it was trying to like do pop music and sort of like trying to like quote unquote make it in the music industry is like really just pretty trash so I was like not doing that anymore but um right now I and I do a fair amount of um improvisation experimental music um I think this kind of came out of uh I mean some of it frankly is the time aspect because it's mm. like it's it allows me to continue my musical practice while still like having a job and like a baby and stuff like that so like it, it it does give me a bit of freedom but it also gives me freedom in the sense that like it's it's very linked to sort of my personal work I guess like reflections on myself reflections on what I'm 
I guess, try, where I'm trying to exist in life, what I'm trying to sort of uh, work through internally, and then also externally, because like increasingly I've really tried to make my practice um, align a lot with my politics. So like the people that I collaborate with, uh, like are really politically aligned with me in terms of like a lot of anti-oppressive work. I do tend to try to work at this point with people of color or with like, um, you know, BIPOC femmes mostly like you know sort of not all the time obviously but like it's it's something that's important to me is to like create these spaces I think where it's like I, I don't where, where like my identity is like something that's really valued and is also sort of shared in some way with people because I, I was finding that in some of my like attempts to kind of navigate the pop music world of Montreal, it was putting me in these contexts where like, you know, I was like the only black person or I was like one of the, you know, like definitely the only like black woman or one of the few and sort of these sectors where it was like, okay, my identity, this is like similar to just having a job or working in like an office context where it's like everything is defaulting sort of to like a certain type of identity and the farther away you are from that, the more it's like, it's difficult I think to kind of be creative and feel really like mm. grounded in your creative work mm. so well, yeah if you could underline that point a bit or like how like how not having to navigate those sort of oppressive dynamics um, creates space for creativity yeah I mean I think especially with improvisation and anything where it's it's very meditative right like it's 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 such an interesting practice I find because on the one hand it's very um it's very cerebral you know you're listening to everything that's happening around you you're sort of like uh, or one or I am sort of like trying to you know doing almost math at the same time of like okay what's in this chord structure what goes here what goes like that that sort of stuff is happening at the same time but on the other end it's also just like literally just feeling it right just like trying to follow kind of like what feels like you want to follow the line what what you know can you like connect with the other people that are also playing uh, and so it, it's like a very vulnerable space I find uh, and so if you're kind of in this other sort of zone where you are really trying to just prove that you're even worthy to be there or you're just like sort of feeling the same kind of dynamics that you know often as a black woman I do feel in settings then it, it's it adds this like layer of self-consciousness or sort of this layer of doubt I think that makes me second guess some of my music choices like I mean as, as I do this for longer probably that becomes less and less true um, because I just you know become much more confident in what I do as an improviser but I do yeah, I, I, I find that sort of that has been really helpful. Mm. Um, I also like, I'm like, this is whatever, it's not all people that participate in the music scene of, of free jazz, but like when I first sort of got into the scene and my first introduction to it was like almost entirely through white dudes. And I felt like there was this like, like whatever people overuse gatekeeping but there was kind of this thing in which like everyone kind of acted like they like knew a lot more about music than I did or like they just like you know were like much more experienced in things and like most of the time it wasn't true like I'm very well trained <laughs> so most yeah. of the time I did know a lot more about some things but there was this weird aspect where there, there was like creating this space of like well you know we've we've got this like really intellectually based music practice that like uh, you know is so tied with this like kind of particular type of white dude identity I find uh, so that was also another reason why I was sort of trying to find different kinds of collaborators because it's like I don't 
you know, I was finding myself having to talk a lot about kind of like, well, this is my personal training of like music or like, this is what I do. Or like, I'm studying at McGill or just like things that try to like get, lend myself credence to this thing. But so that was very interesting because like it, this is coming from like a black art form anyway. So it's like, why are you like second guessing me? But so, yeah. <laughs> so in terms of like music as communion or like a space today, to access to share community but also to create a sense of levity mm-hmm. you know we you know just talking about like the stresses of life and um i think often like like if, if you have any thoughts about like the process of improvisation and sharing music as a space to create emotional resonance and reflection outside of like a pop thing like it's like yeah. not trying to make a song it's something else yeah yeah i mean i think that's um i mean i guess, i don't know i don't know what more to say that on that to some degree like i i think that as a performer for it, it's definitely somewhere that's like can be very, very healing and can be very intense. You know, like I can off, I often find uh, when I play with Egyptian Cotton Orchestra, which is James Goddard and Marcus Lake and Lucas Wang, and so like when I when we like really get into a thing you like you know afterwards you can really feel just like you've like exercised something you know just like it's like it's really um it's really cathartic I don't know what it's like as a listener sometimes like I have been in the audience for like really free improv shows and sometimes it's great and sometimes it is not sometimes it's just like this is not you know so I often wonder if it's like very much like the interplay between like audience and performer like how that kind of can how that works because you know there's a lot of people also like really do not like free jazz and like that's fair because a lot of it it can be it's like it's not easy listening in a sense and so i i think a lot about sort of like the audience interplay i guess and kind of like how to like um i guess incorporate that emotional relationship maybe like about listening as a practice like music not just as projecting but as hearing yeah okay in terms can you elaborate more on that yeah like just thinking about i think often people think about like music or making music as like oh these people are just using their musical voice like but there's such a two-way situation going on okay you know that yeah 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 okay it's yeah it's 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 true and i think that's probably why people like the audience itself matters so much right like it um you know the the spaces that you perform in uh can really decide whether or not a performance is going to feel really like good and warm and sort of like home or whether or not it's going to feel a little bit alien and like you know i've definitely done both of those both in the pop context but also sort of in more of like the free improvisation context because sometimes you do shows where it's totally lovely it's fine but like the audience is you know uh like of an older wealthier demographic or something and so it's like you're sort of it's just like a very it's a weird thing where it's like i don't know how much we would interact in real life so sort of in this kind of like musical context uh it can feel I don't know. I get, again, just because I guess improvisation is so vulnerable in a sense yeah. that it's like you're really you're putting so much of yourself just out there, and if you don't, I guess if you don't know how people f- 
feel about you and sort of an identity sense right and kind of like a broader like not like personally but sort of like you know if you look at me for example and you see you know you see a black woman like what are the things that you project onto me immediately and I guess that can that can be sort of a weird interplay with the audience if you're kind of like well I don't really know um I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sort of just spitballing here because I haven't, I haven't thought this through. And I feel like if you ask me on a different day, I might give like a slightly different answer. So uh, this but, is like what I'm thinking about it now. But yeah, it's, it's like our like thoughts about music depend on the moment, just like music itself. It's sort of totally. Yeah. 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 Um, the sort of like thing that you referenced before, I'd really be interested to hear your thoughts about it. Just like often we sort of still I find within the alternative music world it's like this idea that like experimental music or like um, creative music or whatever term you want to use it's sort of like the domain of like you know it's very western uh, oriented right like there's not a lot of like recognition of like how like traditional music from India or Arabic maqam or like West African music obviously has so much improvisation and so much um, but yeah, I mean, it's a broad point, but I think still on, I mean, it's surprising, but I, I still people sort of associate like experimental music. Oh yeah. Well that's, you know, the, the, the founding is like in the U S or something. Yeah. I, I definitely think like, again, I sort of know it very much from like the academic context. So on the one hand, I think there is sort of acknowledgement of like all of these different ways and different types of music that have improvisation in it, but it like can suffer because then it you know it it is acknowledged because like someone has come in and like written a dissertation on it and like Mm. I say this as someone who is also an academic in some ways and so it's it's not a diss on them per se it's just that like sometimes when things go through that academic machine it gets sort of like incorporated in a way that is no longer um uh, like doesn't let the people who are creating it still hold on to it you know um so that's I, yeah. Do you mind underlining that point a bit? Like the like how people creating it don't hold on to it. Yeah, I, I mean, it just you know, it sort of speaks to your point of this idea of like where where did all this experimental music come from, right? And it tends to, uh, you know, we think, or at least I thought, or some people thought, you know, it starts to resonate sort of from these like really academic sort of spaces, these really intellectual spaces, and so the people who, you know, if you're if you're looking at different improvisational techniques in different cultures or somewhere else, it's like that now is being introduced into this sort of like Western context via this academic thing. And so even if it's like you are reading this paper and you know that the source of the music comes from somewhere else, it's still sort of like it, it's identified with like this person who like went in and like got the information and brought it out. And so I, I do think that like there can be you know, there's definitely acknowledgement of different improv practices, how sometimes that is acknowledged can be very difficult. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I just, I found that a lot of the academic spaces that I was in, and like, you know, a lot of folks have been really amazing in these kind of contexts. Um, you know, I will shout out Eric Lewis because he is my friend and also was like one of the first people that I met in this improvisation context at McGill. And so, you know, he definitely uh, was you know introduced me to a lot of like great people and things but then also like the context of like there's just like a lot of people in that group and so a lot of folks uh are not um 
I just, I just, I found that like my lack of maybe academic um, training in terms of improvisation, like not necessarily knowing like all of the improvisers, like Frank Zappa or like people who are like, are these like, yeah, really sort of like, I guess, foundational sort of Western improvisation folks, like not knowing them really like, uh, sort of left me out of a lot of conversations around improvisation despite like being a musician and being someone who could really un- like understand it from that kind of level yeah. so it, it was like it took me time to get into it because I was like oh this like isn't a space for me exactly and so it took me um yeah I don't know it took some time for me to like see myself in that space but then also be like fuck it I don't really care who sees me in this space or not am I allowed to swear I swore so hopefully I can Um, yeah so yeah that's yeah I think like one thing I thought while you're just sharing was about this idea that there isn't a perfection in improvisation and sometimes people get so hung up about creating art and so like worried about yeah. yeah 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 I I love that about it because it's like you know when you're actively when you're improvising with someone by like or by yourself but I guess I do it a lot more with other people than I do by myself to some degree um it's just like you're, you're you know you're following these different sort of like vibes or these different sort of musical ideas and like sometimes they start to resonate and move in sometimes you're like oh this isn't really quite like whatever this isn't really quite getting off the ground but it's like there's no real mistakes right it's just yeah. kind of like it's like in any kind of a normal conversation where you're just like some subjects will make you like super animated and you'll end up in these great conversations and some subjects are just like sort of you know they peter out or whatever uh, and it's this like yeah and it, it feels very much like there's no, again, no mistakes. Like, it's just like, I'm playing something and like, maybe I play a note that's like, okay, that is like not, that's unrelated to anything that's happened. It's like kind of, it, it, it feels weird, but then it's like, okay, what can I do with this then? Where can I take yeah. this? I've done this. <laughs> I've just like blurted out this note. It's like not, it's not what the previous idea was, but it's linked somehow because I brought it. So like, what do I do with this? Uh, and it, it's, yeah, I find it so, I find that very fun because it's like, it's a very much a challenge, but it's like a challenge that's just based on like, how much can I kind of empty my head of sort of like worrying about like, you know, the how does this sound or whatever and just like try to like be really present with it which I guess is sort of like contradictory to what I said earlier about worrying about like connecting with the audience so like I said I'm full of contradictions and like I just said something different just like later so (laughs) yeah but having space for so many different ideas like I just want to like underline this point like about mistakes being okay because I think there's so many other thoughts to draw from that you know you know like in in terms of visual art in terms of writing in terms of experimenting or but also the idea that in like a lot of the context that you've shared in those mistakes happen in public in community right like but it's not really a mistake it's part of the process because who's gonna know that it's a mistake anyway right like it's it's just you're you're live creating in front of people so I think at any point if you know, if you were a visual artist and you were doing something like that, like I, I'm not at all a visual artist, but I imagine that folks who do sort of these like live residency type things yeah, or those yeah, kind of like, yeah. that's, that's part of it, right? Like whatever is, whatever is happening at that moment is part of that creative process. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it, it takes a lot of pressure off actually I find because I mean, 
I mean, for me, I don't know, whatever. It takes a lot of pressure off for me anyway, because like the, the live creative thing doesn't freak me out too much. And so therefore it's like, I'm not as worried about like, you know, what, what's the end product as much. Like it just, you get to sort of like create a lot of ideas and that's fun. And I found that when I was doing more compositional stuff and like, and I had a band, um, like that's fun. It's in its own yeah, way sure. too. And it's definitely something that I plan to do again at some point. Um, but it's, like it's just a lot more pressurized because you're just like you've got more time to overthink things and to like redo things and to hear them again and so that can be really fun because you can watch something develop but it also like it at um i don't know it, it, it like you have like this idea in your head and like you have all this time to sort of try to get it out appropriately and sometimes it's like teasing it out takes a lot more time like some ideas just like tumble out and that's great but some you really gotta like just like it's a bit like pulling teeth to get to the end uh and so it just it just adds another layer of like you know work and expectation i guess do you have any like memories of like moments when you're improvising where you're like holy shit this is awesome yeah yeah totally like totally totally um i also i play in a duo with uh lori torres uh, we were called Swan Torres, and there's a lot of good moments with that because uh, Laurie's like a fabulous, fabulous multi-instrumentalist, and so there's just like times where we'll like look at each other and be like, "Oh my God, <laughs> yes, this is going so well." Um, and same with Egyptian Cotton Orchestra. Like everybody's like, you know, both of, both of these groups sort of share that like everyone's really thoughtful. I think both as people, like everyone's really good listeners and really sort of good. Um, like good at communicating in a very thoughtful way so it really comes out in the music uh and there are definitely a lot of moments where you're just like i don't even really know how to describe it but it's like like legos fitting together or blocks fitting together just those moments where it's like ah oh, yes that is really jiving right now it is really jiving and so jiving do i even say that well no i did so like it's just like really creating this like moment just like next level kind of like your mind is blank and you're just feeling everything it's like I don't know it's like musical orgasm basically it's just like yes this is perfect so it's yeah but coming to this space with this idea that it's not fixed probably leads to that possibility in a sense I think so yeah 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 yeah. because I definitely like the times that I've been a little bit more heady in terms of like what's going on it's like I, I'm, I'm sure it probably turns out fine musically, right? But, like, uh, my feeling after it is, like, just a little bit more, like, I don't know, like, a bit more self-conscious or a bit more, like, I don't know how how that went or just, like, it didn't feel quite as whatever. Uh, but, yeah, there's spaces when it's just, like, you know, you're just going for it. <laughs> it's just so, so good, so liberating. Respect. Respect. How, and, or I guess... Like, given all the stuff that's going on in your life, work, family, I'm sure many other projects, um, you know, taking that time for music is a choice. Uh, and, and also, like, to carve out that time is work. Like, to, to, yeah. to make sure, like, to, to make that a priority between all the things. Um, that's, like... Well, I think often people might think that experimental music and the players within that context it sort of just happens it's super like um informal but like there's a huge amount of like prioritization that's given to make things happen yeah i think so i mean like i do think that it is 
like for me it can be a little bit informal i think um you know uh yeah like it's it's something that sometimes i'll drop for a while and then like come back together again but i mean yeah there's always some kind of preparation in terms of like taking out time to practice taking out time to you know go to a rehearsal taking that kind of thing uh i mean it can be hard like it's definitely like my partner's very supportive in terms of like musical stuff like he's you know thinks it's just like a very worthwhile thing for me to be doing obviously which whatever it is i guess so uh in that sense it's like you know it, there's no issues with me being like take the baby i gotta go <laughs> like do this thing uh which is definitely really important uh good to have a community around you um yeah it's like it's music is something that i like would always have to do like if i had to choose between having a job and you know playing music like it would be a really really i don't know if i could choose the job because it's like yes i absolutely need money to eat we were just talking about like you know how fucked up it is that like in order to be comfortable and uh sort of exist in the world i really have to also exist in this like capitalist kind of thing um but like that's so balanced out by the other stuff that I do that if I couldn't do that other stuff, it would just be like, I kind of don't know what is the, what's the point of all this, you know? Like, yeah. Thank you, Ari. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you.